Hey everybody, welcome to West New York Brews. My name is Scott. I'm a home brewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. And on this episode, I'm joined by the Buffalo Beer League, and we are talking to Ethan Cox, one of the founders and owners of Community Beer Works. Community Beer Works is one of the first local breweries of the new tradition of Buffalo brewing, which takes place after all of the old tradition of Buffalo brewing had been put out of business, either via prohibition or other reasons leading up into the 70s. We had, a, we had a couple of decades there of no breweries in Buffalo. And CBW was one of the first of the new wave. So I'm joined tonight once again by the Buffalo Beer League uh, with Scott, Jesse, Mark, and Brian. You can find them at buffalobeerleague.com. In fact, you can find West New York Brews currently at buffalobeerleague.com as we try to build this thing out together. So we're extremely lucky to be joined by Ethan Cox on this episode, which was recorded on the day on which they were supposed to have their eighth anniversary. Although, of course, we are all stuck at home and on Zoom. And thankfully, we didn't miss out on the day completely. So just before we get into this talk, I want to remind you that West New York Brews is a member of the Hopped Up Network, a podcast network of regional independent beer podcasts. Check them out at hoppedupnetwork.com. Uh, check out communitybeerworks.com for Community Beer Works. You can find all of their beers on Untapped. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. Good beer is sold in Buffalo. I'm sure you've run into Community Beer Works before. So let's get into the talk with Brian Scott. Jesse, Mark, Ethan Cox, and myself. Talk to you at the end. Happy eighth anniversary. Thank you. Uh, a little premature, right? Just, just how I imagined we'd be spending it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We, you know, we were we were talking about that earlier today. There's a lot of different dates that we could use. So for us, we we go with 420 because it's the day that we served beer at Kohl's and Good Bar uh, simultaneously and, you know, began, you know, being a brewery. But there's two other dates at least that you could think about. Um, one would be the date that we got our brewer's license, which was a couple weeks before that, mm-hmm. um, as it had to be. Um, and, uh, and then there's a date that the company was actually founded on, which goes back to 2010, which is sort of two years older, a year and a half older. Uh-huh. Oh, but there's wow. a date that, you know, that CBW was legally incorporated, and that's sometime in July of 2010. I, I know the date. I just don't – I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> but um, so, Is that but, before so or after the Kickstarter? With, yeah. So we've always, we've always stuck with 420 because it's a fun, it's a fun date. But uh, yeah. there's a lot of ways you could, you could cut that, you know uh, – What's the metaphor for that? There's a lot of ways you can skin that cat. I don't know. (laughs) That works. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm trying to find the picture from the first time I went into the uh, brewery on Lafayette. Oh, yeah? Nice. I'm trying to to come up with the date while we're talking. (laughs) First time I went in there. Yeah, well, we had had our, our first through fifth, I guess, anniversaries there. Mm hmm. And then we had our sixth anniversary in the current location, but it was it was just empty. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if any of you guys uh, were at that or remember it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sort of a beer. Yeah. yeah, it was like the shell of the building was basically. Yeah. It was a cold, shitty day in April, yeah. which is what the twentieth of April typically is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, but we did. Yeah, we had a whole bunch of bands. We had the. Um, What's um uh, Ballyhoo's? They've got a mobile. Oh, the uh, mobile liquor truck. Oh yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah, that was there. Yeah, yeah. The I remember that was a huge dram. big deal too because they applied for their own license and we applied for our own offsite permit. And like a couple days before, they were like, "Oh, we can't get a permit because you have one." And we were like, "Oh." Uh, well, we can't sell liquor with our permit. Uh, and so we had to like call up the SLA and beg and plead and say like, look, give them the permit, cancel ours and we'll sell them the beer and they'll, they'll resell the beer. Oh, of course, okay. it's dead. we just maintained two points of sale and said, whatever SLA, yeah. come get them. But hmm. 
Yeah, Dram Box. That's what that. Yeah. That's. Uh, is there yeah. one called the Dram Tram? If there's not, <laughs> that one can't get posted up. We're gonna start that one. You got that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna sign an NBA right now. Dibs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Buy that website. Yeah. <laughs> now the reason I bought Whale is because I I thought I remember you saying that the Whale was the first beer that you poured. Is that right or is that uh, wrong? Uh, on the day that we um, poured beer simultaneously at Coles and Good Bar, we poured Whale and that IPA. Okay. And I think it was maybe uh, well, it was the IPA, and it it wasn't mm-hmm. even. It was Frank and Whale. Those yeah. were the first beers that we poured. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. The third right. beer that we added to the lineup was a uh, was a Belgian style ale called Damas. Hmm. Uh, and I don't know if any oh, of you guys Scott's ever, favorite. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah. Um, it didn't. It didn't. I mean, we had at some point we our production constraints were such that we were trying to make too many beers, and you know we had to pick something to drop, and it was the least well-selling beer. You know, in a world of IPAs and whatever else, I mean, yeah. even the whale selling better than like a Belgian-style ale. Yeah. That beer was supposed to be like, um, have you ever had Palm uh, or Deconic? That's what that mm. beer was like. Mm. Uh, yeah, I used to buy that by the growler. Well, I love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we should uh, we should actually do a Demos revival one day. Mm. Kick it out. I, I would appreciate that very much. <laughs> yeah. It's the first time I thought about it in a while. Mm. Oh. I can't find the date. That's all right. That's all right. Right? Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of memories of Community Beer Works. For example, uh, my introduction to Agoza was from Community Beer Works. Oh, yeah? Uh, and that's a lot of pressure to be an introduction to a beer style, especially one which can be so divisive. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, a, a sour. If it yeah. were a bad sour, I could be one of those people walking around going, ah, just sours aren't for me. Um, but as it was, and I'm pretty sure it was BVA who was pouring at, at like the Brewers Invitational. Yeah, uh, mm. this was at Pettibones, mm. and, and mm. I had it, and like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> and then he described the style to me. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's in my normal brew rotation now because of my Goza at CBW. Well, mm. at the Brewers Invitational. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I'd say not only has CBW introduced us to a lot of like new beer styles, you know, back when craft beer was still burgeoning and and, and new to, to at least me. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I think not only that, uh, but I think I I at CBW the original location I would say I, I uh, probably first met a lot of the beer community people that I've come to know across the years. Excuse I us. think I would say Mark. I think that's probably one of the places I first ran into you. Yeah. yeah, I met. I met. I mean, I met Scott and Brian through at the the CBW book club meeting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, book club. it was before. It was before Ethan. You guys could even like pour like pints on site. We did the first couple like at upstairs at Good Bar. Yeah, that was. Good I don't know what year that was. I met you guys like 2014, maybe 2013, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think it was like 2015 when we were able to sell pints. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because the Craft New York Act turned just turned five, so that yeah, that sounds right. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, but Jesse, you're right. Like the these people who have just like been in my life for eight years, <laughs> like you can trace this sort of back, like six degrees of CBW. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Pretty much. I mean, the, the first name in the brewery is Community, so I think they're, yeah, seriously, kind That's of thing. That is true. Yeah, just the yeah you you know CBW was very very formative to us when we, right after we started the BBL you know it partially you know you guys were in part why we started because or why we got so much into local why we wanted to support the support the local scene was because what you guys were doing and you know that inspired us. Wow, that's cool to hear. Yeah, I remember when you when you guys first started showing up, and I you know you were you were immediately. Um, I'm going to say like uh, productive, I guess, because like you weren't, you didn't just show up. I mean, like the blog and podcasts and whatever else, like you were immediately 
rebroadcasting your experience and not just like, oh, I want to hang out and cruise around and, and whatever. And I, I was pretty amazed. You reminded me a lot of, um, I don't know if you are like a foodie at all, but one of the early uh, Buffalo food bloggers was a guy named Donnie. He's still out there, Donnie Burtless. Oh, yeah. He was, I've, he was I've Buffalo. He hasn't been doing the blog for a long time, but you That's guys reminded me of him, which was a huge amount of buy-in for you because I like Donnie a lot, and I respected oh. him because he threw himself right into the scene. He was like, look, I'm not coming off as an expert. I'm going to learn as I go, mm-hmm. and I'm going to teach you what I'm learning as I go. Yeah. And – so he was entirely unpretentious. Yeah, you know, he took pretty good food photographs. He had an expensive camera. But as far as like knowing what he was talking about, he knew he didn't. So he learned and he asked chefs questions and he, you know, he was unassuming. And I think you guys, I guess you didn't know him, but you were doing the same thing. And I was like immediately like, man, like that's a great approach. I really appreciate that. Well. I didn't know. I didn't know we came across like that. We were just we were having fun and just loving, you know, you know, hanging out and doing. Yeah, it. yeah I don't know if we had a plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Jesse. Well said. Well, it, it a lot of beer. Fair. I appreciate that. So okay, Scott. So I liked I like what you did last week when we recorded. Starting, so let's let's start with you, and why don't we talk about our favorite CBW beers from not right, not like like of all time. Oh, that's hard. Okay, let me go. Let me go find a list. Do <laughs> um, you know how many beers you guys have brewed? Like the total number of different beers you brewed. I wasn't sure if there was a. I don't. Um, that. Okay. Probably, if you pulled up on tap, most of yes. them got entered uh, at one point or another. It's well over. I'm going to say it's over 150. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. We love we love doing one offs. Mm-hmm. Can I say of the of the main staple beers that IPA is is a um, staple. It's one that I get uh, very frequently. I like the whale um, because I can sing with it. Oh. <laughs> um, when I when I sing, I can't I can't drink IPAs. Oh yeah. So um, hmm. yeah, it just dries everything out, and I I lose my voice much quicker. So I go for a pills oh. or a brown ale. And uh, the whale on Tuesday, I'm doing the sing-along um, songs and takeout, and I'm featuring a barbecue joint here and CBW. So I had to get the whale because nice. I can't I can't be drinking the uh, the dream phone, the electronic dream phone. <laughs> Just a nice and still sing. But now I'm on up tap to see untapped to you see the list. 199 beers on untapped. Wow! Yeah. Wow! 199. Okay. Yeah, and I'm sure it's missing a couple, so I think we yeah. can call it two. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in Terabang. There's some on there that if you didn't get it, you never will. Like, yeah. Uh, Alex Placido has a posse. Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen Alex in a while. I miss that guy. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen him a while. beer, for yeah. sure. Where is he? Um, where is he? Sorry, that's just a. He's in Blackrock. Off, off topic. I haven't seen him in a while either. No. Yeah. I mean, who have we seen in a while? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's that. Um, or um, that, the bringer of nuclear fire, which was oh. tied in with a group game of, of Risk. The beer was so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that beer. Uh-huh. It was a pretty good beer. Hmm. Yeah. Jet Set was good. That's that was a collab with Browns. That was a uh, super dry brute, uh, like a brute IPA. Uh, the Grey Lady Grisette. That beer was really that, good too. That's Vandra or Vandra and Kate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was Kate. That was Kate's recipe, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's really Kate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only see that down at the pizzeria now. Yeah, yeah. We've brought it up, but we've never brewed it at the new place. Uh, well, it's not that new anymore. Um, but uh, <laughs> it'll always be the new that's, place. That's really mostly a hydraulic kind of special. Now I will. I'll. I'll be the first to tell you. I mean, here's some breaking news for you. 
Um, Hydraulic wants to uh, wants to can their beer. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah. So I would expect uh, Driesen or Dreisen. Uh, my German's not good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would expect Taco. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, I missed this is Pinal Tap, and I'm very upset about that. <laughs> More for the name uh, than anything, but a, a pineapple and rosemary does sound good. Sometimes of, in search of the beer. Sometimes spe- the beer is yeah. good. Speaking of pineapple, I am looking forward to next week's re-release of Highly mm-hmm. Suspicious. Mm-hmm. That was always a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that the one time cool. you've had it before. <laughs> we, yeah. Well, I think we've done it twice. Besides, oh. third, third time, maybe, maybe four. Certainly third. Um, I've known Ben Meso for uh, ever when he was a home brewer and stuff. And his first, he had a business plan to start a brewery that wasn't Prison City. Um, and for a year and a half or more, we had lots of conversations. I gave him a lot of advice on that. But ultimately, Mark and Don hired him. Um, and I think that probably worked out better. Starting a business is hard. Um, so... He's a great brewer, and he's better off just brewing and not having to worry about balance sheets and crap. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Who's, who's next? What, um, I'll go. Down. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Frank, obviously, uh, like I've told Ethan many times, Frank was a very, a very formative nice. beer for me when I first started getting into local craft beer or craft beer in general. But the, the two that always stick out to me, Mr. Super Fantastisch, uh, probably my favorite Buffalo beer ever brewed. And then uh, Rutherford Brett Hayes would be a close Scott, second. You, ever, you, you stole it. You yeah. Stole my Rutherford Brett yeah, Hayes. Scott, I figured you'd bring that up. But. <laughs> what can I tell you about those guys? Um, so Mr. Super Fantastic was, that was Rudy era. And he wanted to do a very traditional Berliner Weiss where the souring was from the lacto that's on the wheat rather than using a lacto pitch. They were harder to come by back then, to be honest, anyway. Um, so, uh, you know, we did that the traditional way, where we, we soured it uh, from, from the wheat, from the lacto in, on the wheat. Um, and that gives it a real complexity that you can't really get with, like, a pure pitch. Um, so that's probably why, that's probably why it, it reigns supreme for you. Um, it did have a really wonderful you know, lactic complexity plus a really nice wheat character. That was a really good beer. That's one we could replicate again. And then I what would was love the other? that, personally. Yeah. We could do yeah, we could probably do that. Um what was the other? Rutherford Brett. Oh Rutherford Brett. Yeah. Uh well shit. I mean Rutherford's really a uh, great beer and, and and you can do a lot with Rutherford and I think for us we just thought what if Rutherford really, really, really pushed it in terms of dryness? Okay, that puts you into thinking about Brett because Brett will dry out a beer. And, you know, again, at that time, people weren't really um, experimenting with, like, amylase to dry out beers like you do with a brute IPA. Mm-hmm. So if you really wanted to see, like, well, how dry can Rutherford be, then you're going to start thinking about, well, let's use Brett and find out. Um, and then I think we chose the Brett pretty carefully in terms of the um, uh, the, the yeast character, like the yeast flavor characteristics, uh, so that they'd be harmonious uh, with that beer. I, I actually really like that beer too. I don't remember which bread it was, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, Claus Claus Um mm. Might have been Brett Trois, which we now don't think of as Brett. Apparently, it's been re re uh, analyzed, but yeah. I remember the the last time or the the first time Scott and I ever had that beer, we were walking to your anniversary party at Kohl's and we literally had to split 75% of a pint because that's all that was left in the keg. Nice. So those two are kind of, uh, I guess you can call those wild sours, right? Uh, But I've always said that, I mean, CBW makes some of the best kettle sours in the area too. Uh, My favorite being uh, what was once Black Magic, but now is uh, uh, Dude Incredible. Yeah, Dude Incredible. Yeah. So that one, that that started out as a Drew Harden recipe. 
um, BLAG Magic. Um, remember when he did the scouting? Yes. Oh, yeah. Very, very well. At least a couple editions. So I think that was originally developed to be one of the four or six or whatever, eight beers in the scouting. And uh, I think we were all pretty, um, we, we were doubtful that that you could that you put, I mean, not not of Drew so much that, but just that you could put sour and raspberry and roasty character together in a harmonious way. And the first draft of that beer um, showed that it could be done. We've definitely messed with it since. It's not the exact same recipe. And there have been times it's come out like super fruity or super roasty. I wouldn't say that's one that we produce with a with a whole lot of consistency. I'm kind of okay with that. Um, you know, we have a lot of consistency for the beers that should, right? Like that IPA and Let's Go Pills and The Whale. But, uh, you know, if you're going to have a beer like Dude Incredible or formerly B-Lack Magic, um, you know, I, don't, I think that's one that consumers can – can be okay with the fact that it kind of rolls around a little bit within, within some parameters. Right. And, you know, some batches are better than others. Like, I don't want to usually say, Oh, this batch of IPA is especially good. I'm like, that shouldn't be happening anymore. They should all be good. Right. Well, I've enjoyed it every time I've had it. So. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. The only reason we changed the name or the main reason is because we realized that empire made black magic stout and i didn't want to i didn't really want to get that phone call from someone i know (laughs) (laughs) well they're out of business now aren't they (laughs) well yeah they're technically owned by ellicottville now oh the brand is owned by ellicottville that's right um the brand to uh peter down at ellicottville and peter's making three or four i guess um empire beers yeah that sounds about right yeah Uh. Yeah, I think the one thinking about like older memories, I remember when you guys were doing stuff at the Elmwood market and you had a beer called the soft Bolton and I was kind of sold because I was like, who's the flaming lips person here. Um, I think the couple that stick out to me are like the, some of the singularity series just Uh as a way like learning a little bit about hops. Like I, I mean, I was, it was like going to school, like trying these different sort of, um, you know, singularity series, but I think the one I think about and good to see that's back is bang a Yui. Yeah. Like, I feel like the first, I don't know, like there was like a two year stretch where it was just every, every time you're at the brewery or at a bar or something, people say like, how come a place can't do a beer like blank or when are we going to have our blank beer or whatever? And I remember the first time I had bang a Yui Lafayette, I was like, I, I, maybe these people should try this one and stop talking like this is yeah. like, I mean, this, I, I, that was like the first time I'd ever had a beer that I thought sort of tasted like that out of a place from Buffalo. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it was, it was pretty great. Wow. So thanks. Yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's a Ryan, that's a Ryan recipe. Um, most of our R and D is, is more Robert, but um, Ryan is, is always important um, as the director of brewing ops, but Robert's, often a little bit more adventurous uh, yeah. when it comes to putting like together. But Ryan is very process oriented. And so, you know, he can take Robert's crazy ideas and not only um, produce it, but also produce it with, you know, consistency and whatever else that it should have and efficiency yeah. and all those things. Um, but being Yui, the name and the recipe, that's, that's total Ryan. Hmm. Okay. And uh, you know, our naming is, it's weird. Like, we don't name people have asked where do your names come from? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Never know for sure with a beer whose name or what name it's going to get. We don't, we don't work top down on that. Um, But that was one that he was really proud of. And he's like, I really want to call it bang a (laughs) Yui. And I'm all like, dude, do we, are we really going to have bang in a, in a, I'm like, you can get it. I, I don't know. Seems a little pushy. Plus, there's Intero bangs. We already have a bang going on. Um, a banging going on. Of, there's just so much banging at, at CBW. It's tough. Quarter the night. Quarter of the night. So, but we decided that that was actually. I mean, it was a great reference, right? I mean, if you know your New Englandy stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I lived in Boston for a few years, so I certainly I got it. And yeah, thanks. Um, 
We have messed with that recipe a little bit. I think where it is now is where it's going to stay. But there's at least, I'm going to say there's at least two or three iterations into that beer before we were finally like, this is it. Hmm. We're sticking with this. Um, so what you get now is is final final recipe. Yeah. yeah, but I love Ben you. I picked up some last week. Um, but what I really love even more is the double Yui. I've loved a lot of the double versions that you've made. Double Yui. I think one of my uh, favorite uh, of the older IPAs was the double IPA. The, I don't think I've seen that in a while. Nice. I like some of the, the doubles that you guys make. Thanks. We, we, we like stronger beer too. Um, <laughs> we like, we like stronger beer and we like drier beer in general. Yeah. Um, is everyone gone? No, Scott, Scott and Ethan haven't gone. Oh, that's oh. good. Yeah. Well, Scott, you're I'll, next. I'll go Did you lose us? <laughs> go ahead, Scott. Oh, well, you guys, you guys went through a lot of stuff already. You stole my, uh, you, you stole my, uh, Rutherford Brett Hayes, but, uh, I think, uh, for sheer amount of just memories and just a great all around beer would be Frank. I mean, that was, that was, I believe the first beer I ever had uh, when I first sampled CBW, and uh, I have great memories of the keg we bought for uh, was it uh, Brian's thirtieth birthday party that I ended up dragging around for yep an entire weekend <laughs> all you know, all over the place because there was a snowstorm and nobody showed up to his party, so I ended up uh. drinking almost the entire keg myself. <laughs> um, I, I, I managed. I managed. <laughs> um, Frank, Frank, Frank is a good friend, man. He's patient. Yeah. Take time yes, I, 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 I dragged Frank around quite a bit that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I miss, I, I miss Damas a lot. There was just something about that beer that I loved. It just, it ticked a lot of boxes for me for some reason. I miss that quite a bit. Um, something a little newer. I, I love Pantomime Horse. I could, I could sip on that. You know, on a just like a cold fall, you know, evening, and just you know something a little bit heavier, but not not over the top, a little bit different. The, yeah, the award-winning Panama. Well, one of my picks for sure. Hmm. So then, Ethan, it's got to be you then. Well, not to put you yeah, on the spot. Um, I'm I'm loading up on tap as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's 199 beers. How are you gonna? You gotta look back. I will remember true. them when I remember the name, like. But I do need a. I do need a hook. Um, but I'll start with because Scott mentioned it. I definitely was gonna mention Pantomime Horse. Um, I mean, first of all, it's the only beer that we've um, won a weird a World Beer Cup with. So, right there, um, it. Um, it validates, you know, it validates us a lot. Like when you get that kind of level of recognition from your peers and I've seen the judging process now at GABF too. So it, I, I more even fully understand um, just what a gamut it has to run through to rise to the level of, of getting a medal. Um, mm. And more than that, uh, one of the judges that was on that medal panel reached out to me later was like, Hey, I want to ask you some questions about that beer. Because there are things I thought about it, and I just wanted to verify them. Like, was mm. it in a barrel? Was it this kind of barrel? Whatever. And yeah. um, so that was really gratifying as well. Um, and I just, I mean, it, 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 it ticks a lot of boxes for me, I guess. Um, one of them being, you know, sort of malt, malt forward and, and strong. I obviously, I really like barley wine. That's not a barley wine, but it's like a German barley wine. Um, and I, I think that's really cool. Um, I think it's cool that it's sort of a, a not well-known beer style. I mean, nobody really makes Adam beers still. Um, and yeah. in, in homage to one of uh, my favorite breweries, um, which is Hair of the Dog um, in Portland. So, you know, the very first draft of that, uh, Rudy made um, prior drafts were, were after him, but the very first draft of it was called Adam um, because Adam is the, you know, a Dom beer from hair the dog so that's a shared that's actually a shared uh you know homage between both of us 
But uh, so for all of those reasons, and it ages well, you know, like strong beers are supposed to and all that good stuff. So I don't know. I, that's, that's absolutely one of my favorite beers of all the ones we made. Um, I have to give a shout out to Frank. It's what we're drinking right now. And, you know, it's been there from the beginning. And like a lot of you guys kind of mentioned, you know, that fact is sort of, he's an old friend. Like, I mean, he's got a name. We've, we've really made him into a person. Yeah. Um, but that's like appropriate um, for somebody that you can that you can hang with and who's been there through all these good times and bad and whatever else. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. For me, Frank is sort of a little bit of a, of a almost exists like a person outside of just the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those be the that like first come to mind as far as like I uh, really uh, here we go. Oh, okay, um, like some of the more obtuse ones. Uh, I definitely need to see a list of names here, so hold on. I'll have to think about think about some of those those, those crazy one-offs. Uh, yeah. definitely have, oh my god. Oh my god. That's ridiculous. What were we thinking? Wonderful back. Goes with, you know, all of our fruited goes with variants are about to start coming out, uh, starting with mixed berry. That'll be out in like three or four weeks. Ooh. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Hot. Ooh, a little uh, breaking oh. news. Yeah. Yeah. We need like Scott. We need like a breaking news drop. All right, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you can insert that later, right? Yeah, put it in. All right. Some beers I like because of things that aren't even entirely the beer. So, for example, Buffetti was a good beer, but it, it's really not our beer, right? It's it's actually it's it's great divide beer. We we got the actual recipe from them, and we subbed literally one ingredient for a New York State variant of same. <laughs> um, and, and so I love that beer, but I mean, I, I wouldn't. What I love about it is that a that we have the opportunity to do a collab like that, and b I just love the I love the film that Mike West made for it. It's just mm. fantastic. Um, we really love doing the marketing. Obviously, we, <laughs> we really try to have fun with it. So. When I think about some of the beers I really loved, like the key lime pie beer, it was good. Uh, other people make good key lime pie gozas, right? I mean, Westbrook makes the classic one, I guess. Mm-hmm. But holy crap, that video of Justin Doherty kicking around eating key lime pie <laughs> with the ukulele music is so amazing. So some of our beers, I like, you know, I mean, it's important to like the total package. It's not just the beer in the glass. There's, yeah. there's more to it, right? And for some of my favorite beers, it's the more to it even than the beer yeah. in the glass that kind of wraps it up. Yeah, absolutely. Man, you know, yeah. the, like lo- looking at all the beer I've had from you guys on Untapped, man, it's just falling down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Like the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the banana split half of Eisen was tremendous. Yeah. The yeah. Milkshake IPA series was tremendous. Man, it's just... Just list goes on and on. It does. Oh, yeah. Milkshake IPA. One of my favorite beer names. It was an okay beer, but Spruce Valanche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yep. I like Spruce Valanche. Yeah, that was a good name. Right. And a, a, beer, a beer we actually get a lot of questions, if you guys are ever going to bring it back, is Power Ballad. We get, we oh. get asked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Was that with Big Ditch? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was with Big Ditch, and that was at Big Ditch. So, in some respects, if you want to have that beer again, the better person to ask about it is Matt Kahn. Let's call him. It's uh, <laughs> practically infinite. That was at like W, though, right? Yes, we, we produced practically infinite um, yeah. at CBW. Um, the power ballad we did over there, and then and then we crowled it up, which crowled. <laughs> yeah, dude, we, we we prepackaged like hundreds of seven fifty mil crowlers. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we would do that again. I mean, I would love to do that again. It was it was a fun beer. 
I know. I, I wasn't there the day of the collab, actually, but I, I saw the pictures, let's say. Um, I think they had, they had a pretty good day. So, uh, you, so you would... Go ahead, sorry. No, uh, you had mentioned uh, uh, the barley wines earlier, and I, I just wanted to mention, you know, um, I was really thankful that you guys put on that barley wine festival in February because... And I'm really glad that I was able to make it because, as it turned out, that was one of the last kind of festivals yeah. that we were actually uh, to go to because of yeah. what's going on right now. Uh, yeah. But beyond that, I, I, I did enjoy it too. Uh, uh, just being able to, uh, you know, try try a, a spectrum of of, uh, uh, of of that style of beer that I that I typically wouldn't reach for my, my, myself. Uh, it was it was really great to try all the different uh, takes on it and and, and know what you know, could be done with it in, in a day like that. It was a really great festival. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks. I, yeah. So, I don't know if, how many, so how many of the different barley wines were you able to try? And I'm not asking to like humble brag. If you, if you managed to get all 18, you did better than me. I'm pretty sure we uh, had them all. I definitely didn't get all 18. Yeah. But I got a good amount. Me, Over yeah, half. Between me and Brian. Between me and Brian, we had all of them, but that wasn't one of us drinking all yeah. of them. Right. Yeah. It's a slug. But we're, I, I guess yeah. where I wanted to go with that was just to say, I, I, was, I was myself, and I even knew to anticipate this, but I was blown away at the breadth of flavor and diversity within you know, that one fairly prescribed style. Yeah. I definitely agreed. I didn't know, uh, you know, again, it's not something that was my, my, my favorite style or something that I would reach to very often, but uh, I did get to experience the whole spectrum, uh, hoppier versions of it, maltier versions of it, heavier versions of it, lighter versions of it, uh, you know, basically all the same, but very different at the same yeah. time. So it was very eye-opening uh, for a style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were very young. Which is not, I mean, it's not ideal for the for the beer, but it's kind of ideal for you as consumer to understand how age impacts them, and to have had a chance to drink them young. I think a lot of those breweries are going to have those beers around, and you'll get to have them as they age and as they mature in condition. Yeah. And you'll remember, yeah. oh, wow, I remember having this when it was hot and like wasn't really quite there yet, but it had potential, and here it is. Mm-hmm. All rich yeah. and willing. I love that you guys got that back burner. Somehow you found that old southern tier. Where, where did that come from? Like down south somewhere? That was, um, I was working really hard to try and find any of that. And yeah, that case was found in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. right. Yeah. So. I, I knew, actually, I know where there's, I know where there's more. Um, <laughs> <Woo. literally. laughs> More breaking news. Yeah, I was going to get it from somewhere else, and I didn't have to pull that string because the lab manager from Southern Tier um, came through the tap room maybe two, three weeks before the fest. She was on her way to her new job at Two Roads. Her name's Karen. She's super awesome, and um, she's like, "Before I leave Southern Tier, is there anything I could you know do for you?" I'm like, "It's kind of an odd question, but it's also super timely." I'm looking for a case of back burner. I don't know. You're the lab manager. I'm sure that's not your job, but what do you know? And she placed a couple phone calls, and within a half an hour, uh, I had an email from this rep in Alabama. Wow. Wow. (laughs) A case in one distributor's warehouse that's been sitting there, and yeah, well, we'll we'll send it your way. (laughs) Okay. That's outstanding. I love it. Now, Ethan, you're going to have to go very soon, and thank you yes. for, for joining us. Can you talk about the, the British whale? Sure. Before you yeah. leave? Yes. So does that, did, everybody didn't quite get one. Mark Who didn't. Mark? Everyone uh, else Mark, got uh, one. <laughs> Mark, if you, come, if you come down tomorrow, I can hook you up. It'll be... I'm sorry, know, Mark. Oh. <laughs> too late for tonight, obviously. But. I'll do that. Okay. Did Thanks. I go grab that? I literally dropped it on everybody else's porch or okay. or penny yeah. saver box. Working out my garage and someone comes up my Are we all drinking it right now? With I, a beer in hand. I did pour it. Yeah. Nice. 
You, you, how did They're you drop it off on my front porch and I didn't see you? Oh, I, I, I was waving to students. I was being really awkward at your place. I was sitting on my couch directly in front of that door and I didn't see you put the beer on my front porch. Right? I, I won't say names, but you have elementary school students directly across the street from you. Um, oh, yeah. They're all yeah, around. And, yep. And I said, that's my, that's my school. It's not just my district. That's my elementary school in your neighborhood. Um, yeah. So kids are literally waving, hey, Mr. PFL, and I'm dropping off beer on your porch. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Uh, at least one of, the, one of the dads in that neighborhood who I, who I drove by is a beer yeah. guy on Twitter. So I, he knows, at least. Oh, good, good. Like, I, I follow his escapades, too, and he always gets good beer. All right, so a typical, so the whale, I would say, would be an American brown ale? We, we call it that, but the reason we made the British whale is that it's not an American brown ale, and it's also not a British brown ale. Huh. So we've, okay. we've put whale into lots of competitions over the years, and we've gotten a lot of feedback, and um, feedback's always pretty the same. If we enter it as an American brown ale, we're told it's too British. <laughs> as a British brown ale, we're told it's too American. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, so the difference between those two styles has to do with um, – more than anything else has to do with malt character and yeast character. Hops don't really play much of a role in a brown ale and you can use almost any hop because it's a bittering charge. It's not a flavoring charge. Mm-hmm. You're using it at a really low level. You can kind of reach for any hop you want. It just doesn't matter a whole lot. Get the right IBUs out of it. You're good. But characteristically that beer, um, you know, the malt profile is very heavy on Fawcett, Thomas Fawcett brown malt. Thomas Fawcett brown malt is really, really incredible. Um, very traditional, like floor malted style uh, British malt. And it's, it's flavor is characteristic. It's what, it's what the whale really tastes like. There are other malts in this beer, but they're all there to make, Fawcett brown malt tastes the best that Fawcett brown malt could possibly taste. And you might say, well, why don't you just make it out of 100% Fawcett, Fawcett brown malt? That would be disgusting. It's not that kind of malt. You know, it's a flavor malt. And, and it doesn't have a lot of, um, it doesn't contribute a lot of fermentables. So you're going to need your base malt. And like any malt or like any flavor, um, sometimes a little supporting flavors can really give it some punch. So in the case of whale, we support that uh, faucet brown malt with two different kinds of chocolate malt. Um, chocolate malts are a little bit darker than brown malt. And as the name suggests, they're a little bit more chocolatey. Um, they're, not usually very, yeah, they're not usually super roasty, uh, but they can be. And, uh, and we use those to provide a little bit of counterpoint that, that gives that faucet brown malt more, a more robust expression of its own inherent flavor. Um, and that's really what the beer is about, but, but here's the hitch. Um, yeast matters. Um, a lot of times when we discuss yeast, you know, uh, we, we think about the yeast, yeast flavors in terms of whether they're throwing like fruitiness mm-hmm. or phenols, like in the case of like Belgian yeast, uh, esters in the case of, um, British yeasts, which I'll come right back to or very little at all in the case of American ale yeasts. So we use an American ale yeast uh, normally in the whale. And because of that, it's a fairly clean fermentation. It doesn't give off a lot of fruity esters. Well, that's why it's not a very good British brown ale, because Uh a British brown ale would use a British yeast, and British yeasts typically, uh, if you ferment them at the right temperature and whatever else, they throw off a little bit of that ale fruit is what we kind of call it, that fruity bouquet that you know is from yeast, not from like fruit. Right. And uh, so what we did with the, the British whale is we just took the American whale, the regular whale recipe, okay. 
and we used a British ale yeast. I forget exactly which one it was. It was it was the equivalent of like the Dan Star Nottingham or Windsor strain. It was one of those two, but it wasn't it wasn't Dan Star, it was BSG. But um so what you should notice if you taste this side by side or if your memory for whale is good enough, whatever, is that the roast character is a lot softer and it's a lot more backgrounded because you get these fruity esters in the aroma. It's not really in the flavor. Uh, it's not in the taste as much as it is in the, in the smell, but mm-hmm. flavor is a combination of smell and taste. And because you have that layer of fruitiness, it really, it really puts that roast character and the chocolate character and the coffee character, they're all a little attenuated and a little softer, mm-hmm. a little rounder. Softer is a it. great word for this. Yeah. 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 Pardon my French, but this is really fucking good. <laughs> yeah. I like it. How, lo- like how far it. are we into this? Now I got to cut stuff out. What? 852. I'll at least I'll censor it. This is a family show. Families listen to the beer talk. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> Families love beer. Yes. Um, yeah. It's true. My family, they call everything beer. Everything that I'm drinking. Like, oh, daddy's beer. Like, that one's not beer, guys. This one, this one is not. This one is. This one isn't. Nice. Is this something you you might consider releasing in the future, Ethan? Well, so we made this actually to go ahead and put it into competition. Oh. On the hope that, you know, if that's what it really took to win a medal, then this would be the whale of the future. I mean, we're not going to perpetrate a fraud, win a medal (laughs) with a beer that we don't actually make. But, you know, we will enter a beer that we don't actually make. And if it wins a medal, we'll start making that beer. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. That's no, it works. Yeah. It's very good. Because <laughs> um, of the, the softer flavor, you don't get as much roastiness on it at all. Yeah. Like, if any. Maybe a little. More of a caramel sweet. <clears throat> yeah. You get a little more of that, that caramely sweet fruit. Yeah. Choc- chocolate for sure. Yeah. I, like the, I like the yeast character. And, and it's, it seems a little uh, like it has a little bit more body. I mean, I've only had like a mocha whale recently, so I, I guess that's what I'm comparing it against. But it has yeah. a little bit, just a little bit more body. It's a little softer. Yeah, well, here's, here's, an, here's a neat trick. Um, we, we had to produce a certain amount of this beer, way more than we needed to enter into competition. So uh, not only do we have a few cans of it around, but it was the base beer for mocha the whale. Oh, so mocha yeah. the whale actually use British whale as the base beer. And I'm pretty sure that that made an important difference in the way the, the mocha, the vanilla, um, and the, well, the chocolate, the vanilla, and the coffee were expressed. I think they would have expressed themselves really differently um, with the normal American ale yeast. I think they would have been harsher. Hmm. And I think that, that mocha, the whale, was as amazingly successful as it was because we put it in a slightly different base of whale in the first place. Hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, Mocha the Whale was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was just all around, just not, not too much of anything in that beer, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. I, we, we, really, I, we all really loved it. The feedback was really good. So that suggests to me that we'll probably have to make British Whale again. Yeah. So just calling it the whale? Well, we'll see. I mean, the whale is the whale, and it's loved as it is, and mm-hmm. it does yeah. well as it is. So, and, you know, it's, uh, it's hard to say. I think, I think like I said, if, 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 we, if, we, if we got a medal for it with, with that variant, we would absolutely change it. But I don't know. None of us think it's like, than the whale we just really we really like it too yeah. you know so it's hard it's hard i mean things change things evolve it you could guys, be time for you that guys need to bring evolve. back uh bring back espresso the whale that's what i'm looking oh, forward yeah. to Ooh. that was a cask beer right yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was probably my favorite well the, the british whale was it was damn good but the espresso was probably my favorite variant all right noted Seconders. I like casks. I wish we had a more um, frequent or regular cask program going. Yeah, they're they're hard to move. They're impossible to move now. You need a bar. Agreed. But um, <laughs> but yeah. even 
then even just tapping a little a five gallon, you know, we wouldn't even go through it in a weekend, and that's a shame, man. It's, yeah, it's it is a shame. Uh, yeah. This is Corona time, though. I go through an awful lot of beer in a weekend right now. <laughs> time doesn't exist to me. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. We're, we're, we're all perpetually in a casino with no clocks and no that's calendar. <laughs> that's a great description. That's what it feels like. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, I, I do yeah, have I to jump off. Though. What's that? My bar here. <laughs> yeah, I... Um, Thank you guys very much for having me. It was a lot of fun. It was oh, really it was a lot of fun to hang out and talk. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this was great. Yeah. We will literally talk about you when you leave, but <laughs> you, you can hear it. Yeah. That's the game plan. I'll check in, yeah. in on later or something. That's but, right. Uh, we, we will I think talk about you. really weird right now. I'm going to go drink wine. <laughs> All right. Oh, so thank oh, you. Hey. Yeah. Enjoy. Cheers, Ethan. Enjoy thank that. you. Yeah. Enjoy. Take Cheers, care. guys. Enjoy the rest. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to West New York Brews this week with the Buffalo Beer League and Ethan Cox from Community Beer Works. Next week is going to be a talk with Brian Huntley from Short Circuited Brewers and the Das Haas Brewers. I did push it back a week because this is the anniversary week for Community Beer Works. So we'll get to that one next week on April 30th. And then the week after that, we're going to be talking about Mr. Goodbar. And one of these days, hopefully very soon, we'll actually be able to get back out to Mr. Goodbar. But until then, we'll be talking about it in two weeks. And I look forward to hearing all of that. Everyone, check us out at buffalobeerleague.com. You can email me, scott, at wnybrews.com. You can email any of the participants here by their first name at buffalobeerleague.com. Of course, saving uh, Ethan Cox, which you can find at Community Beer Works. And this, on our way out, is You Can't Buy Beer With Condolences by the Rearview Ramblers. You can find them at rearviewramblers.com. Thank you to them for letting us use the song for the closing theme, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.